This week's episode of This Is Only A Test is brought to you by Squarespace. Do you have big plans for the new year? Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by world-class designers. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code TEST, T-E-S-T, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, let's start the show. For Thursday, December 14th, 2017, welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of testing.com. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is the tested intro, the Star Wars edition. What? Copyright, copyright. Let's, we, we can't play. Okay. Hello and welcome everyone to this week's episode. As you could tell by that very dramatic and unusual intro music, <laughs> it is a momentous day. Yeah, December, that means, December it's a, 14th. Yeah, it means the holidays are almost here. Almost. Right, right. And what, what better way to kick off the official start of the holidays than the release of a new Star Wars film? True that. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. It's in theaters, I believe, tonight. Some people in the UK have already seen it. Some people in this room have already seen it. One person <gasps> in this room has already seen it, and the other two people hate that person. Well, no, very, no. very envious indeed. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm joined by I'm actually, Jeremy Williams and Kishore Hari. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. I am not. I am not. I don't have a hateful bone in my body towards you. Mm. I am thankful that you saw it. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to Lucasfilm yesterday along with many people from the games industry. Yeah, of all places, because they were promoting Star Wars Battlefront. They had well, they had some news to share about many of their Star Wars properties, okay, including Star Wars Battlefront. Also, um, the 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 AR game Jedi Challenges. Um, they, there's some new content coming to that. Interesting, related to the to the Last Jedi. Why wasn't I there? Uh, you chose not to. Yeah, that just makes me sound like an, a jerk. No, you I chose you, not to you watch chose, Star Wars early. You well, you does this make wisely. it sound better? You chose poorly. <laughs> does that sound make you feel better? No, I did choose poorly. Yeah, well, you that were, is what happened. It depends on your perspective. You allowed me to go, so I appreciate it, and I had you know I had a good time going there. Great, saw some good friends. Yeah, many of our friends were there. Oh, so envious. Fantastic. Over How here. was it seeing the movie at Lucasfilm? Without talking about the movie itself, <clears throat> that's like, a, that's a great question. I I loved that aspect of it because I you know and I don't know I guess I'm in a denial about it. I want to go see movies so much more than I enjoy it these days because I'm so easily distracted by anything happening. This guy eating popcorn two rows back on the other side of the theater from me will distract me from a moment. Yes, I just my I'm just that way. I'm poorly wired, and so in this film, of course, everyone's very respectful. Not only is everybody quiet and respectful, but they have taken your cell phone away from you. So there is no chance anybody's going to be texting in the middle of the film. Even the person playing Star Wars AR got People the really phone taken away from text them. Even them. When you watch movies in the middle of the film, I don't. But I mean, do you see? Do you see people texting? Yes. I see. I, the thing that bothers. I mean, there's the chatter, and it depends on the film, of course. But 
I rarely have seen. I see a lot of phones out before the trailers, and even during the trailers, I do see the occasional lit up screen. Yeah. But when the movie's playing, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone with an actual phone out. <laughs> I, I have. I think there's a little bit more leeway during family films mm. for that kind of behavior because there's Got it. all sorts of distractions happening with kids like screaming and, yeah. and whatnot. So I think it's a more forgivable environment. Wow. Anyway, the film, <clears throat> when I saw episode one, I saw it in a theater with, you know, public theater with a bunch of, of friends yeah, yeah. that we kind of took off midday and went to go see it. And the sound cut out, you know, like for five Whoa, minutes during, no. during the, the pod the race. Pod ra- wow. It sounds really good. In so that the scene. whole theater was making their own sound effects. Oh, and that, that's, that, that's how I experienced yeah. episode one. I knew going to Lucas, I wouldn't have that, that kind of problem. About you consider that a problem? Well, you wouldn't have the problem of the screen turning off, except the sound, right? The but sound yeah, turning no, off. No, it was perfectly Got in it. focus, good sound quality. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that was your review. How was it watching a film at Lucasfilm? <laughs> well, it was in focus. I it mean, sounded good. That's all you want to hear from me today. I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were correct. Okay. Well, weird question. Uh, that Lucas Theater is much more intimate than most movie theaters. It's okay. smaller mm-hmm. than most movie theaters. Did you? feel like that was a movie that would be an enjoyed in a smaller theater versus the mega theaters that most of that will mostly see it at. Uh, it's easy now the bigger the better yeah oh. I'll, I'll be seeing it in imax this saturday is it out friday. in 3d it is oh see that's isn't other... it am i wrong about that i don't know i don't i, I assume it is it is out in 3d i just don't want to watch these movies in 3d anymore. no yeah I, I think the tickets that i have for imax are in 3D. 3d i think they are yeah I don't want, to, but you didn't see it in 3D yesterday. No. Okay, lucky. Good. I wonder if that theater even supports 3D. Oh, they must. I wonder if the Pixar theater supports 3D. It, why wouldn't it? Well, I know that their movies obviously are made also in 3D versions. Yes. So they must have to test yes, it. Exactly. But I don't know if, if, like, I would be very curious to know internally if on the Hush Hush, if the directors actually prefer the 2D version and they would just prefer the Oh, theater. I don't, they, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, traditionalists. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I'm surprised about one thing. I've been physically threatened by members of my family if I saw the movie without them. I know. So how did you get away with this? I, what did you? What was your lie? Because I was gonna. I'm gonna see it with my son this weekend, and I, that that was a that came up, and I said I, I just have to do this. You know, it's an opportunity to see it at Lucas. I just have to do this. And I think on some level he was. I saw the disappointment, but oh. then I also saw, I saw him understand. Oh, did he go, Dad? go did he <laughs> wait, wait, wait like no <laughs> no but i imagined somewhere in the recesses of his 10 year old brain that that did echo did it ever cross your mind to not be truthful to skew the truth i'm gone for th- i'm just going to grocery store for three hours that's not my style i always play the good guy in the rpg wow so you never never crossed your brain for the good of him <laughs> for his because did you see him when you said he was resigned was it more of like a like i'm gonna pocket this and then bring up later and use it as currency I said, any gift I am given by mm-hmm. George Lucas when I'm at this show tonight is yours, son. You didn't get. It. You knew there was no gift. I there was no gift. Came home with one stuffed porg. You got a stuffed porg, Norman Chan, with suction cups on his paws. Oh, I'm so- oh. More mistakes. <laughs> oh. Mistakes were made. While the screening was happening, I was alone, cold in the office, thinking yeah. about it. Oh well. 
I was I, I was waiting for my Slack message to light up with an invitation as I was waiting for my washer and dryer to get. Delivered. I know so much more about porgs than you guys right no, now. No, God, did that, okay, that's not true. We, I know we're gonna stop right there. I already know that porgs are we're gonna raise parrots. We're, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop. It's right there. proven. Fine. But I can't wait to pick this up next week. Yes, because I have thoughts I need to talk about. All I right, need Star Wars. Know. Star Wars therapy. Yeah, well, Star Wars therapy. <laughs> that's what this podcast. I'm sure many of you out there will need potentially some an outlet or yes. at least. Um, to hear us talk about it, uh, we're gonna watch it uh, all by next week. We're gonna talk about it next week for sure. Well, that's a- the anything w- you're hoping for out of this movie, Norm. I'm hoping to be surprised. Mm. It's it's the scariest time right now. These next two days, it's so scary. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to watch it tomorrow night. I gotta be be off the internet. As some of you know, I've I've been not listening to trailers, not watching trailers. Uh, I went to see the Disaster Artist. Um, last week. Uh, how, how was it, Norman? <laughs> oh, hi, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danica's already done with me, my, my Tommy Wiseau impressions. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, but before the movie, uh, I walked into the theater with my soda in hand and popcorn in hand, and the first thing I saw was a TIE pilot being vacuum shot out of a window, an uh, uh, escape hatch, and I said, no, the trailer, no. And it turned out it was, it was Battlefront trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't know Janina Kavakar was in yeah, no. the movie. Yeah. Wow, that's no. pretty. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Before we get to pop culture news, uh, we spent some time together outside of, outside of work this that's weekend. That's right. Yeah, we spent some t- time together in real life. It was, it was weird meeting you guys in person yeah. somewhere. Uh, we went to the Dickens Fair together. We did. We took, traveled back to the 1850s and or 60s. Ye old Victorian London. And we met up with our friend Gary Widow. Yes, yes. A good time was had by all. Mm-hmm. Uh, y- it was your first time there with your family, Jeremy. Indeed, and not and, our last. And Kishore, you had uh, been there many times. You, were, you and your family, you showed up in costume. Yeah, you well, we full... had discussed something to go uh, together in costume. Yep. And yep. I, I followed through. This is our third consecutive year of going. It's going to become a holiday tradition in our household. Boy, it sounds like it already is. Uh, what is what, what? What number is it? Three is tradition. Three is tradition. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I initially wasn't. I was going to scrooge my way out that morning. I was just putting on another Infinity Gauntlet T-shirt to go, <laughs> and my wife was like, "Oh, I'm just going to throw something together." And I was like, "Fine, competition on." And then I repurposed some stuff and came. And I was like, you know what this outfit needs? A top hat. My wife was like, here you go. Wow. Just magically appeared out of it. You really looked good. I'm surprised you had that at your disposal. You know, there's one funny moment as we're going through a store. I think we're in the calligraphy store. Mm -hmm. Um, A African-American woman came up to me and she's like, you look great. And I kind of like laugh it off. It was like, I always feel a little uncomfortable um, receiving any sort of compliment. Yes. And then she said the nicest thing to me. She's like, you know, there are not many brown people at the Dickens Fair dressed up nicely. Whoa. And she and mm. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself mm. with this. And I laughed and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say thank you? I kind of was like, oh, no, I did say thank you. But I was like, I didn't know what to do with that compliment. That was it an so evil nice. laugh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. But uh, what was your experience like taking a trip back to the 1860s for your first time? Uh it was it was delightful. It was a, quite a lot. I'm not sure I expected it to be quite so large and quite so well decorated. Immersive. Yeah. 
It was, and there was a lot of people in costume like yourself, and it, it was a little bit speakeasy. Let's let's paint that word picture because the the venue it's at it's at this place called the Cow Palace, but which is a large like ice skating rink. They do like big events there. Um, I mean, it, they have an ice skating rink. They do like Disney on Ice type things there. But the place where it was at it was like the the basement of it, right? Like the um, well, there's, there's these hangers out front. It's right. Like, it's not underground, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it wasn't the main building. But like square footage wise, we're talking. It's pretty massive, like thousands of square feet, yeah. tens of thousands of square feet, and it is really decked out to look like a a representation of London. There are storefronts, there are households, like mid nineteenth century. Um, you know, there's like a cafeteria. Um, there's you know there are stages everywhere. Yeah. There's a dan- the royal the the uh, Victorian Albert Music Hall is presented as a stage. It was like cell phones and wristwatches were out of place. You know, it was almost like you you really wanted to immerse yourself in that era and. It, all of the prices were modern. Yeah, oh yeah. But yeah. people did their best to use, you know, the vernacular of the time. Yeah, and the the, the speakeasy aspect is that it was it was tough to distinguish who was there that was in a cast member, uh, in character, performing, and who was there sometimes just as you know, attendee, just yeah. wanted to dress up because there are people wandering around. There are like paper boys running around with newspapers. There are telegraphs being written out. Um, the Scrooge is running around. We my, had my Father Christmas. My favorite character is there's a kind of a docks area where it's more of like a working class type. Mm-hmm. And there's one guy that's been there every year that I go that all he does is stand on a barrel and just kind of sneer at you. Yeah. I like that guy and so he, much. Is he a performer? Or is yeah, he yeah, a he's a performer. <laughs> I hope he's a performer. Because you can get a season pass and go every day. <laughs> it's a bit much for me. They just run out on the weekends. It does seem like the audience that comes to this, the the paying general public, is almost secondary. They are g- going to do this anyways. You know, the the guy that plays Charles Dickens plays them every year. The yeah. guy that is Scrooge is is a Scrooge every year. We so. waited in line for a, an afternoon reading of A Christmas Carol by Mr. Charles Dickens himself in his home, in oh, his study. Yeah. We sat sat and on on, his, on this piano chair. That's and not a large it. room. No. Wow. Yeah. How was it? It was great. He was really into it. He couldn't read the whole thing. It was uh, it was split between um, multiple days, so he jumped forward. It was uh, the part we had gotten to was uh, Ghost of Christmas Past. That's cool or future. Jeremy and his family had a wonderful tea yeah. service. Yep, there was tea service with sandwiches, crumpets, scones were had by all. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. I don't know if they do this around the country, but uh, puppet shows and like it's it's if, if like it really gets you in the spirit of the holidays. <laughs> puppet shows. They were yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some of my favorite parts. Uh, uh, I told my son, "Is like, uh, look at that puppet show. Mm-hmm. That is the iPad of the 1800s. Like, like, no one got a good view. Kids couldn't get enough of this stuff. And and you had to be up front to actually see it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just like getting glimpses of. Well, I think there's a story going on over there. Yeah, very delightful. Highly recommended. All right, let's get to pop culture. Oh right, you want some music? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of Star Wars, I stumbled across something that was pretty exceptional this week, which was a school in Florida, uh, like an art and visual effects school in Florida, um, got a hold of some of those original like Ralph McQuarrie McQuarrie, um, sketches from 1975 that inspired Star Wars. And I think a lot of us have seen that original like C-3PO next to 
what looks like an R2. Yeah, very much like um, uh, Metropolis. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? The robot from Metropolis. Exactly. And what they did is they cut a trailer, a concept trailer, based on that artwork. And it, it it's definitely rough around the edges, but it's really fun in imagining if his version, if Ralph's <laughs> initial sketches were... Um, uh, turned into the trailer. You have to skip ahead to about like the two or three minutes. So it's mark. a CG school. It's a CG school. So uh, everything's CG and it, it's a bit rough. But you know, in the original sketches, Han Solo is an alien, and uh, stormtroopers had lightsabers, and uh, so it's definitely a little bit different. Um, I thought it was one of the the best sort of visualizations of some of that original artwork that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's and great. deeply enjoyable. Wow. So they didn't just take the artwork and no, they photo- model. photograph it. Yeah. This is really cool. But because the, there's a book right out right now, The Art of Ralph McQuarrie uh, for Star Wars Art. And it was released last year. Our, our, um, uh, a friend from um, Prop Store, Brandon Ellinger, worked on it. And there's a lot of great sketches and art. So they were able to use that reference and create some CG and, and take those, you know, these matte paintings, essentially, or concept art paintings, not matte paintings, um, that you can find online, but like animate them. And super cool. Yeah, well worth watching if you're in in a Star Wars mood, which I don't know why anyone would be this week. I don't know. I watched the holiday special. I got that kicked me out of the Star Wars you're mood lying. a little bit. You're making a funny joke. No, no, I did actually. A friend of mine had a Star Wars holiday special party. <laughs> really? He has one annually every year. Oh my god! Is it me or does it feel like this year there have been a ton of good movies, like way more than past years? Like people, we're gonna look back twenty years from now if we're all still around and say, "Wow, 2017 was a good year for movies." That seems like a bit much to put on 2037, but I agree that I have seen a lot of good movies this year. And I'm wondering, it's, is it because we are getting more selective and using uh, like filtering to avoid bad movies? I've only seen one bad movie ton, this year. Tons. I mean, like just out right now, you have, if you look at Rotten Tomato scores, if you trust that stuff, you have Lady Bird, um, Three Billboards, Disaster Artists, all into 90%. Paul Thomas Anderson has a new movie out. And, of course, we're in award seasons, and one of the big awards, the first big awards, is the Golden Globes. So we also had the nominations for those films uh, come out. And, like every year, it's a little bit controversial. I think this year, especially because there are so many good films. Let's run through the list of what the Golden Globe nominations were, at least for like Best Picture. So unlike the Oscars, it's not... Like uh, 10 best pictures, they split into two categories, one for dramatic film and one for, it's a really really weird category, comedy slash musical. Like last year, The Martian was put in comedy slash musical. It's one of the best musicals I saw last year. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, So we have for for drama, you have uh, Call Me By Your Name, which is the Army Hammer uh, movie, uh, by all accounts, fantastic. Uh, Dunkirk. Is there, which I like forgot that came out this year, but I loved it. I didn't see it. Oh, you think it's well movie. worth visiting? Well, that, that was Spielberg, right? No, no, no Chris no. Nolan. Nolan. Oh, right. That's yeah. Right. yeah, Chris yeah. Nolan, and uh, it was uh, a, a film definitely made to watch in IMAX, hmm. for sure. They put IMAX cameras on, you know, on World War II planes, essentially. Um, and so I, I think it's, it deserves to be there. There was a Spielberg film coming out, not Ready Player One, The Post. Yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. It's about the Washington Post, and it, this is like a spotlight type thing. Spotlight type. Yep, yep. <clears throat> that was nominated. Yeah, wow. for I know. It's not even um, out yet. The Shape of Water. Oh, I'm excited. Guillermo del Toro. I'm glad that's nominated. I've heard that it's his best movie, mm. which is a really high bar. That's. I mean, I think it's in the vein of Pan's Labyrinth, 
It's hmm. more of a story, t- uh, a fairy I tale. Hope, I hope it's more <laughs> uplifting. Um, Pan's Labyrinth oh, is I'm, hard to I rewatch. I, I'm, I'm happy for uh, Shape of Water to be depressing and moody and broody because uh, I like his films when they're that. I, I thought it would, like from the trailer, I thought it was going to be a rom-com. No, no way. Yeah, no. like a, a, if Guillermo del Toro did a rom-com. Mm, weird. I haven't seen any of these best pictures. And then uh, Three Billboards Outside uh, Ebbing, Missouri. This is, um, I forget the director's name. He did it in Bruges, uh, Seven Psychopaths. Oh, that's a good movie. Um, Bruges is great. And um, this is, uh, from all counts, also a fantastic film. Francis McDord, uh, Sam, um, uh, what's his name, uh, from Moon. Um, and also oh, Sam Woody Rockwell. Har- Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson. Um, but in this best musical or comedy category, you have some controversial picks. Uh, for multiple reasons. First of all, Get Out is nominated in this category. I think Get Out should be nominated as one of the best pictures of the year. But it's Get I, it's, Out is the best movie I saw this year. It's so far. A, clearly a drama. It's not a musical or comedy. But this is the weird pick. Um, the Greatest Showman hmm. is in here. It feels like because they just needed a musical. Which one is that movie? That's uh, Hugh Jackman playing P.T. Barnum. Oh, I have no interest no, in that. Was a musical? It's a musical. How about that? Yeah. Um, I Tanya. Now I feel like the black comedy. This this I have heard, heard very good things about this film. This is um, the Tanya Harding um, fake uh, mockumentary um, biopic. This is Margot Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie as Tanya Harding, um, who uh, I think the character is supposed to be redeemed in this film. In dark dark movie, uh, Lady Bird, which I haven't seen yet, but musical or comedy is that is it is it's that? supposed to be a comedy because it's like it's about her and her mother and their relationship oh, so okay. i can see it dark comedy kind and of. then disaster artist i think fits in that category as well as a, as a somewhat of a comedy so there are but, a few movies missing too yes like yeah. big sick would probably be on my absolutely list. perfectly fit for musical slash comedy it's it's a comedy uh, one of the best films of the year i think um but yeah it's and then I think a lot of the snubs come in the the, the other categories, the actor, act, um, the acting categories, as well as the director's categories. Greta Gerwig is not nominated. Neither was Jordan Peele from uh, Get Out. Um, so controversial. Uh, I look at this list and um, it's it reminds me of all the movies I need to watch for the end of the year. There is a lot of good stuff coming out. And because the Golden Globes is more than just films, there's there's TV shows. I was most happy mm-hmm. to see The Good Place nominated. That is the best oh. show on television that I've seen this year. Wow. It is my favorite TV show. How close do the Oscar nominees usually mirror the Golden Globes? I think it's it usually telegraphs. Like the ones that are nominated here are likely shoe-ins as nominations for their respective categories. Uh, they're very closely yeah. aligned. The Oscars have more nominations too, or uh, more nominees for Best Picture. Yeah, yes, but they only have the one Best one Picture ca- category. There's one disappointing category uh, to me, which is the animated category this yeah. year. Oh yeah. So Boss Baby, which I've seen, is very much which you had de- to see. Well, my kid watched it exactly. And, so you had you were, yeah. and it it is the definition of an okay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Ferdinand, which looks terrible. I'm That's John Cena as a bull that doesn't want to be a bullfighter. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, did, did Pixar only have one film this year? I only see Coco on the list. Yeah, what was the other one? I mean, I guess Finding Dory was last year. That was last year. Yeah, last, last huh. summer. Cars 3 was this year, maybe? Yeah, that that was it. Yeah, well, no. not nominated. Well, that was not worthy of being I nominated. think Coco's probably the shoe-in in that category. I haven't seen The Breadwinner. Hmm. But um, I saw Coco. I'm okay on Coco. You know, I feel like it fits right in the middle of the Pixar pantheon. Ugh. 
It's not, God, not I the best. I just cried my eyes out in not that movie. The worst. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crying came later than, than stuck I Stuck the landing. I think it, it did. It stuck, stuck the landing, landing, which is the... You're right. The important... I, I think the lasting memory you have of the film yeah. after the journey of the film is the landing. And if it sticks in the landing, you get a lot of points for that. Yeah, I good. think it's hard to argue with how visually spectacular those scenes were at the bridge and entering the city. It's yeah. a beautiful film. It's, yeah. The whole f- film looks like a dark ride from Disneyland. Oh. Do you um, echo my sentiments uh, visually reminding uh, me of Ratatouille? I don't understand what you mean by that. <clears throat> I think in terms of the lu- luminescence. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I, I think of cityscape. I think of luminescence in Bugs Life more than Ratatouille, mm. the underground stuff where they had the bioluminescence uh, and also a little bit in Finding Nemo. But I don't know. No, I mean, it was definitely a beautiful film. And I, no doubt every one of their films keeps up in the technical ante about what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, we see the the first screenshot of uh, uh, two screenshots actually right now of the Incredibles, uh, one of which like people are pointing out that yeah. Mr. Incredible is wearing a sweater, and you can see the individual strands on the sweater. There's the, the pilling. There's a teaser for that in front of Coco. Ah, I, yes, I hadn't yes, seen it. I loved it. Um, speaking of Jordan Peele, uh, he signed up for a new TV show uh, trend that I'm very. Uh, big fan of anthology series it's the twilight zone so cbs all access getting another flagship show it's making <laughs> making it work that's what i was actually most excited about is that cbs all access is actually investing in more than just star trek and big bang theory reruns um twilight zone though mm-hmm. black mirror was a hot commodity these last couple years well there's also the so, philip k dick oh um, yeah anthology series that's right i forgot uh, about that so uh, science fiction anthology series are hot hot commodities right now. Uh, I'm I would I'm I'm so curious to see what he's going to do. I mean, Get Out is basically a perfect yes. execution of a Twilight Zone story in a film. A- absolutely, and that's why I'm so excited to see Jordan Peele do this. Plus, the na- you know the name of his uh, production company? No, Monkey Paw Productions. Good Simpsons reference. Right, there you go. Nice. Nice. Uh, other pop culture news, uh, a friend of the site, John Scalzi, uh, just announced that his uh, his series, book series, Old Man's War, has now been optioned by Netflix to be turned um, into a movie. Cool. Yeah. Now, is a movie the right venue for, for uh, right, right medium for uh, for this, for Old Man's War? Because I would have thought, you know, if an HBO or Netflix picked it up, it would be a series. What's less expensive? Uh, movie, movie. At this point, if you're talking about a big budget orig- Netflix original, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, it seems good to yeah. me. Yeah, but Feel- there's a lot of story to tell. Mm-hmm. I guess if Netflix has, have bought the rights, they don't have to tell the whole story. Well, they could do the yeah. movie, see how that performs, and then yeah. they could also make it a series. Which is like that's the great thing in the Netflix model. Yeah, like they can they have ever they can just do any format they want. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sci-fi, you know what we forgot about comes out next week is Bright. I am Netflix. excited for that. This is their first big budget original. David Ayers, Will Smith, uh, Joel Edgar, uh, Joe Edgerton. Oh, is this say. on Netflix? It is a Netflix. It is a movie that otherwise would have been put on the big screen, but day and date, you just get to turn on Netflix and you'll get to watch it, 4K HDR. What do you mean day at and home? Date. It's also on the big screen. Uh, I don't know if they're, I mean, I'm saying like when the, the release date, on the release date, yeah. as opposed to saying, oh, let's go to the movie theater and yeah. spend 10 bucks on a ticket, 13 bucks on a ticket, just flip on Netflix and oh. you get this big budget film at home. That's crazy. And it, it's, it's. I, I'm excited for it. Is it sci-fi? Sci-fi. Dude, what, you want to know the premise? The blue guy. The blue guy? There's a blue guy in the poster behind Will Smith. Yeah, there's aliens. <laughs> so it's, uh, a lot of people will say it's like the Shadowrun film. 
um, the video game Shadowrun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the the board game. Um, God, the, the that pitch was, that is a it's Training game. Day, so cop story, cop buddy thriller, in a world where humans live alongside orcs and fairies. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's laughing. Uh, so Will Smith, cop, has a new partner who's an orc. Orcs are, orcs are second-class citizens, uh-huh. and they get embroiled in an underworld scheme where uh, an object is found in the parts of the, the, the mythical world, uh, a magic wand is found. This is incredible. No, and it they have great. to keep the magic wand away from the mobsters. And it's like, it sounds like a, a lighthearted thing. This is like in the tone of a dark Training Day-esque I, I Police think thriller. Is District Nine esque too is what I get undertones of that. Like there's segregation and like all this kind of like yeah CD. some social commentary for sure. Yeah. Are they are they bothering with an MPAA rating? I wonder. Ah, uh, good question. They don't have to. They don't have absolutely. Well, <laughs> doesn't Netflix always have the TVMA ratings? Oh, I suppose they do those. Yeah. I'm, wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Director of Suicide Squad. Um, It'll become a, a holiday tradition. Watch. <laughs> Ninety million dollar budget. Yeah, not. I mean, that's a big budget film. Yeah, and the, they they the only cost the only way they can recoup the costs <laughs> is with subscriptions. Are you gonna get ninety million? Uh, I guess what is it? Nine million additional no um, subscriptions. I don't think they're gonna get many additional subscriptions, but it's great original content. Right? Netflix isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Did anybody watch the new Ready Player One trailer? You know what? I did. Can we talk about this? I did. I wasn't. It made me less excited about the film. Me too. I agree. Me too. <laughs> We're all in agreement here. I have a weird nitpick with it. You know what I think they got wrong the most? I don't think about it's about them getting anything wrong, but I, I, sorry. I was, what do you think they got I wrong? I think what they got wrong for a trailer, what they got wrong is the music was so much less interesting. Than the Rush? Than <laughs> the first, first time around. No, it was much better time to the action in the first trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, it felt just way off. I think... Maybe this is not necessarily a story that needed to be put on the big screen, and I'm real. I'm I'm being more convinced of that as I see more of the film. What What does that mean? I think the visuals are so loud mm-hmm. and so dense that it gets in the way of a story. Where if I'm reading the book, it's all in my head. Well, that's dangerous because that's this is a trailer, so they're gonna put the dense stuff in there. Plus. They're putting that in for the fans. Like, there's a lot of... They're putting it in to sell the movie, because for people who don't know about the book. I don't know. The book. You're right. There's a lot of dense stuff, but I think the dense stuff in this trailer is particularly there so people can frame by frame and pick out all the Easter eggs. What I will say is, like, there was a passage from Ready Player One that was shared recently. that I, I hadn't re- read the book in a, in a while now, yeah. and it was, like, when he's talking about decking out his DeLorean. Yeah. And reading that passage over, I'm like, oh, this... this I don't like this. This is too much. And I'm glad they won't have to have that yeah. kind of uh, oversaturation narrated in the film because they'll just show it. You'll just see yeah. the DeLorean with the stickers, with the license plate, right. with that. And that will say it all as opposed to being labored over yeah, if as they, it is in the book. If they acknowledge the battle toad that we all saw in this trailer mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form in the film, it'll be... More than one battle toad. I know. And Tracer. People were from blown uh, away over, from Overwatch. Overwatch. The Overwatch question. I think uh, Ernie Klein was saying that you know by getting Spielberg, it would made it so easy for other IP, uh, other people who yeah. own IP to to want to get involved because they they sought out involvement. Uh, yeah, for me that's an interesting story. I'd love to hear. I mean, I want to know they can't possibly afford to pay all these licensors. They, did, they didn't. 
So they don't. But Blizzard. Ba- but back in the day, they would have. I mean, so this is like a new, brand new generation of you. You want to be in this? It's film. the handshake. Everybody, come on board. It's, it's you know, lawyers. Lawyers make handshakes, and they say, you know, Spielberg. You want to be in a Spielberg film? It's about pop culture relevance. Yeah. You want to be. It's not a music licensing. That's different, right? Music yeah. is like it's not. If you're gonna use music, you're gonna pay for the music. But if it's like, uh, it's like um, Wreck It Ralph. You know the Mario characters yeah. in Wreck It Ralph, Bowser and Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. uh, the Street. The, I don't believe Pac-Man money Cuber. was exchanged there. Now the rights holders don't want to be involved. The producers can always say, "Fine, then you won't be involved, and then you won't be part." I don't think. Yeah, but like, and they probably have limits on how much they yes, can be shown. Exactly, they're cameos. They want as much control as they want. All those licensors want final approval of how their how their stuff is used, how their characters used. It's but like, imagine the logistics of allowing them to have that. I control. don't think. I think it's whatever you uh, have the visual trust effects department exactly. Trust Spielberg. Give here. Uh, for Tracer, let's say, for Overwatch, right? Blizzard uh, is notoriously controlling. But it's, here's a reference. Here, like, here's, a, here's a Dropbox, secure Dropbox file with <laughs> art and a model. Yeah. And, and the visual effects artist working on Ready Player One have to do all the modeling anyway. Yeah. Then now they have some reference to start off with. Yeah. Great. It's not like they're going to import the model because it doesn't work. It's not like a game engine model. You know, they'll do it on the workflow that they've already set out, and they'll be as true as they can. It's like these characters have dialogue. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. If they had dialogue, it becomes real problematic real fast. Uh, my problem with the trailer was that <clears throat> it just reveals so much more that is different from the book. And I, I oh. you know, it's like I'm going to have to go in there, and, I, and maybe it's a good thing to be prepared for that. But just be prepared that it's going to be a new telling of something that's generally the same story. Did you really need it to be exactly the same as the There were certain though? things I liked. I liked that Artemis and Wade didn't meet until, until the, the, till the yeah. very end of the film yeah. or the book. Yeah. You know, yeah. and clearly they, they're like together throughout at least half the I'm going to trust Spielberg as a storyteller more than I trust Ernie Klein as a storyteller. <laughs> we'll see. You know, you know what oddly concerns me, and I, I maybe I'm overthinking this, is that it's coming out in March. There's very few good films that films. Come out. Go and come out to die in March. Yeah, exactly. So Ouch. I'm a little worried about that. What that says? Do you see the poster by any chance? Oh God, yeah, let's the, talk about this. The yeah, leg. yeah. So they release a poster which has. The other thing I didn't like about the trailer is they so make it the Easter egg is like a physical egg, right? Like yeah. they have to make it like an actual tangible rep- representation. It's in the trailer. He, Wade is climbing up the stacks where uh, the, the trailer park where he lives, mm-hmm. uh, like like it is in the book cover. And he, in the background is this glowing literal east manifestation of an Easter egg. But what people are are harping over are, is his leg, his right leg, left leg, yeah. uh, right leg. Yeah. I want to say is like. Two feet too long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did that get past approval? What I love is that um, on Reddit, somebody was like, stop body shaming. And they they uh, <laughs> they photoshopped the actor to have yeah. like, super uh, long ones. It was just a bad Photoshop job. Yeah. Or design shaming. You know, I, I've, they're missing opportunities to hide Easter egg mini games ARGs in the promo material. Well, they're going to do They have a partnership with Vive to do some type of VR. Okay. Well, some, some, I mean, all that stuff's going to get closer to March. You all know? right. Well, we're three months out, you know, and they're releasing materials. It's certainly something they could do to yeah. drum up some interest. Yeah. You know, I wish him the best. Er- Ernie Klein did not write this book expecting to be, it to be made by Spielberg and totally. become a phenomenon. Totally. It's just something he thought was cool. Yeah. 
be happy that it's going to come out at all if you're a fan of the book. Um, speaking of uh, being excited for things, uh, another trailer launched for uh, something we're all looking forward to, Jessica Jones Season 2. Uh, this is a short teaser for, on, um, for the Netflix show. Uh, and uh, a little bit of shade thrown at, uh, at the Spider-Man world. Good, good for her. That's her thing. I think she's the only one that came out of the Defenders looking any better than when she went into it. Mm. Oh, in was terms Daredevil's of like, no good? I think Daredevil was a little melodramatic in that hmm. in that uh in that season. And then Iron Fist no one likes yeah. for good reason. And Luke Cage I think treaded water. At least Jessica Jones was a little bit snarky in, in that uh I love the little snark against Spider Man. It feels it feels right on on base we don't learn much from this trailer at all no sign of a villains just that she's back on the in investigate investigator hunt okay for something i i thought <laughs> season one of jessica jones might hold up to be the best of all of those um uh, uh netflix marvel series so far no. it's just so hard to rewatch that because it's brutal to watch mm. the abuse that uh david Tennant heaps upon her uh, and then finally, we have an announcement of a new Netflix show, uh, She-Ra. It's coming back. We are excited. You're excited about She-Ra. She-Ra was awful back in the day. I'm excited for what Netflix can do. It's a, a part of the DreamWorks deal, the people who are doing Troll Hunters. So that gives me a lot of excitement for that. I, I like this relationship Netflix has built out with DreamWorks. So um, For those that are going to at me, He-Man was also terrible back in the day. These These shows were bad. How old were you? I was eight, eight, yeah, you eight were, or nine. And you went home from school and you watched. Oh, I watched them. Shira. Well, Shira came on after He Man. Yeah, where I was, and so I'd naturally bleed into it. But like her backup characters are terrible. Shira herself was fine. Did she have a cringer? Uh, did she have a horse? Is that like what it a was? Pegasus type horse? No. My hope is that this means it's going to pave the way for uh, a Thundercats. <laughs> Thundercats. That was your jam that back when you were Kim? That was oh. my jam. You yeah. know, they already hit Voltron. That was mine. <clears throat> so Vol- Voltron thank you. was great. Yeah. Thank you. Man, Mumra getting some good treatment. That, I, I I can see that. You know what a cartoon that was only around for two years, I think, two seasons, that was great? It's Pole Position. No. I'm there not was kidding. not a cartoon there about was. Pole Position. It had, it had nothing to do with a video game except there were cars. But the cars... There were two of them, their brother and sister investigative team, and their cars had computers in them, like CRT monitors with faces on them, and they were like kit. Wow. They could talk, and they were AIs, and it was great. Mm. Thundercats, Silverhawks. Silverhawks Silver is on my Hawks. list. Um, there's there's yeah. one cartoon I can't remember that was like a Western in space. Cowboy <laughs> Bebop? No, it was... <laughs> Um, but it was in this time frame, great space, and it culture. was like robots and and like Western type characters. Wow! <clears throat> Somebody <clears throat> tell me what that cartoon was. I think it was only on for a season, but it was okay, really good. okay. Transformers? Could they bring that back? Like Transformers has been rebooted like eight times. No, no, no. Bring back the OG. Bring back the first generation Transformers, much like they did with Voltron, where you just like pour stuff and it fills up energon cubes. Yeah. Just pour random blue yeah, yeah. view. Because that cartoon blue. was no good. Like, I loved it. But you watch it now, and it's horrible. It's horrible. I would love to see them rethink that. I think I it's think the right G- thing. I think G.I. Joe is the one that could be done a lot better. Yeah. That'd be good. Totally. Um, two more quick bits. Uh, one, did you guys watch the trailer for the surprise trailer, Robert Rodriguez's next film? 
Jim Cameron had been long working on this film, Battle Angel Alita. I guess it's called um, Battle, yeah, Battle Angel Alita. Uh, this is a, a manga that um, about a robot uh, who gets discovered in a junkyard in the dystopian future and gets turned into a warrior for the future. Um, and Jim Cameron had wanted to make this film forever, and because now he's in deep in production for the Avatar sequels, however many there are, uh, Robert Rodriguez has picked up and. It's coming out next year. Now, the trailer is controversial for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's some casting. Same with Ghost in, the, Ghost in the Shell, right? They got a, a non-Asian actress to play the character. But mostly because of the representation of the character, they decided to give her massive CGIs. Okay. Like, Google it, Battle Angel. They, they, they took literally took the look of a manga character, of like an anime character, mm-hmm. and superimpose it on a human face and it's incredibly distracting okay um yeah and it just looks weird all right so i, I was a fan of the, the manga i'll watch the film but I, i'm not a fan of this direction they're going in necessarily you can watch the trailer um and then one last bit as we move into technology news uh, i would consider this pop culture Are you guys still playing hq trivia yeah as often as i can I, I have Android, oh. so no. So you're playing the imitation, just a Q, no. Q trivia. No. Yeah, not, no. Not doing it. I think it comes out on Android on Christmas Day. Oh. I found that you can swipe the chat away. This is the greatest yes. greatest thing. Uh, after, <laughs> so uh, going back to pre-pop culture, after Dickens Fair, I went back to, I, went, I stopped by uh, Will's house um, to pick up our dog because we'd left our dog with Will for the whole day. Yeah. And... We timed it so that when we got to Will's house, it was time for HQ Trivia <laughs> yeah. so that we could all play and share knowledge together. This was the big $10,000 game they had on, um, on Sunday night. Yeah. And we didn't, none of us made it through. It was, it was fun, fun thing to do as a group. And then I went over to Gary's house to pick up an Xbox One X dun, from dun, him. And, it's, and, and as he opened the door, <laughs> Special like, bonus game. There's another game going on. <laughs> so we hung out there and played another game of HQ Trivia and... I think it it is still the weirdest Black Mirror thing um, ever. Like he says, when you drive down on a freeway at uh, at six p.m., you can see the purple screens on on people's phones. Yeah, yeah, I understand people are pulling over on the side That's of the street. Crazy. I don't understand this phenomena. I Just you wait on it. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, one of us. One of us. <laughs> uh, two days ago, there was a, a game. Uh, uh, was it a thousand dollar game? Yeah, fifteen hundred dollar game. Three people won. Three people. Mm-hmm. When it when it came down to the final question, I think it was like eleven people. Like a hundred and fifty thousand people were still watching. Only eleven people were playing with no connection to each other. That was that was a weird, surreal experience. To to root for you know for one person to win. They have a connection. Still don't get it. Ace cuties. <laughs> I guess they're the age cuties. Uh, well, we'll, we'll try to. Sh- yeah, if you are out there and not playing, use the code Norm Chan. Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, whatever. Stop it. <laughs> Don't Boo. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> use Jerware. <laughs> uh, 
All right, uh, some controversy in the Patreon world that, uh, as of uh, today, has been reversed. But Patreon changed their oh. uh, changed their they pricing model. It? They did. They issued an apology. They, they they messed up. But we know a lot of people out there. We have a lot of friends who run Patreons. I, I was sitting in the movie behind Patrick Norton, mm-hmm. and he was explaining this has been a real problem for them. Yeah. So what it done? It's changed the fee structure for what page, how Patreon takes their cut. Uh, as opposed to a was it a, f- a percentage cut? It was now a, a, a rate plus percentage. Um, it's, it's almost like credit card fees, right? And Patreon has now come. There's a, lot, a huge backlash. Um, well, he was explaining that Patreon switched from charging the the producers the fee mm-hmm. to charging the backers the fee. Oh, oh, so that's like the a, primary thing, right? Right. And then there's a lot of math, and I, I read the the math detailed explanation of it, and there's things that are still a little weird about it but their but their sense was is that fees are variable for them so to con- to create consistency they are going to you know essentially pass fees on to pledgers uh instead of the the patrons with this mix of a per transaction fee right and then a and then a percentage which the per transaction for if you're doing like a two dollar you know, low amount, which a lot of people are doing small, yeah. small tips. Regular. Uh, that's going to affect you. Yeah. So like a dollar pledge is all of a sudden a dollar 40. Um, and then it's not, it's not sort of across your, all of your pledges. So if you pledge $1 to 10 different people, you're still sort of getting this. You're, you don't get like a lump, lump basis for that. Um, so this caused a lot of people to pull out of their Patreon patronage. Uh, mostly people that were, as far as I can tell, at those low pledge amounts. Yeah. And um, that had numbers drop. Even, you know, I have a Patreon for my science podcast. We lost a, a few uh, people as well. And it's and it's mostly because, like, I think the, the pledgers, I don't think it's a huge burden going from a dollar to dollar 40 they just don't like the idea of it that's that not why 40 percent is going to patreon yeah i don't think they like the the concept of it because yeah. they want to see as much money as possible go to the yep. creator for the yep. content yeah so what happened they, they completely completely reversed we're it. back to a week ago yep okay yeah and apologize and there's cool. problems with how it is now um especially for like recurring patrons that are accessing content like you can get sort of double charged if you you know join late in a month and then get charged again at the first of the month so it's not perfect i don't i think the backlash was stronger than what i i saw their reasoning behind doing this was um some uh some apple news a couple bits of apple news some uh some back-end business news they have bought shazam 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 i <coughs> Shazam, did the company really have any place to go other than acquisition? Yeah. I'm surprised Shazam was still around. I'm surprised. To be honest. Oh, in what way? That it hadn't been acquired well, yet? Well, because it was one of those early, early yeah. apps. Right? It was, yeah. And it was novel. And it, it, it did its job. It works well. But, like, Google had its own version of it that they built into Google Search to recognize music. And then Shazam did some smart business deals to tie into, like, commercials, for example. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's wherever people feel like they need to know where a jingle came from. They could Shazam it. Uh, but that technology had been built in the Siri, and now Apple, uh, I think uh, some, there were several interesting par- interested parties bidding on it. But Apple came out on top, and what do you think they're going to do with it? And integrate it further. And dude, I mean, as far as the iPhone goes, I don't, I don't even know that Google Music or Google Voice did that. I didn't know that that had that capability. No, Google Voice, it actually, it would if you 
press the the microphone button yeah. and it was a song, it would automatically switch to music recognition. Oh, you wow. wouldn't have, have to say start listening, you know, yeah. uh, listen to music. Any media. So it can listen to TV too and it would bring up additional content. What you yeah, tell you what you were watching. That's cool. I mean, that that has always been one of the apps that I thought was blow away magic technology. Uh, using Shazam or I think there were even precursors to Shazam that did the same thing. But that is it's it's incredible that 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 it can you know, thumbprint a music a piece of music in five seconds. So the technology is a database, an algorithm and a database, right? It's matching the waveforms and and uh, and their database of content. Yeah. Um, and do you think it has implications in AR, for example? Like if there is a way for, uh, if you're going to be wearing glasses in the future mm-hmm. and you're going to have visual information, right? The, the world scanning is both visual and also auditory. So maybe it goes beyond music. It can be, it can be contextually aware for everything that's happening in the world. Um, so hopefully they're buying it as a way not just to <laughs> do music recognition, song recognition, yeah. and TV recognition, but a way to be more uh, a way for uh, the world scanning um, to be uh, audio and video. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's that's an interesting idea. I'm not sure what that what the implications are. Are you thinking of an always on kind of thing where it's just like always Passively, aware, always scanning, sort of like an audio scan. GPS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple doesn't have hardware to do that now. I guess Apple TV has Siri enabled. Oh, like an always-on thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other Apple investment news. uh, They are spending $390 million investing in a company that's making the Face ID laser sensor. So laser means you know IR sensor, IR blaster that's on the front of the iPhone X. Uh, not a surprise to me because like their future AR ambitions will require uh, some type of world scanning, and and this is a U.S. based company. So uh, why are they acquiring it? Though? They're not acquiring it. They're just putting money into it. Oh, and to speed up manufacturing or something? Something. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, because I think the rumor is that they want to put these sensors on the back of phones, on the world facing part of the camera. Um, next year, which makes a lot of sense to me. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, new Apple products. This uh, this was something that was announced this summer, and it's finally coming out mm-hmm. uh, in a day. Oh, my goodness. For fi- if you have $5,000, you could buy an iMac Pro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, is this the, the super high-end no. prototype? No, this is not that. Well, this is the new high-end iMac. But this but is not the experimental next year. Like, no. next year. Which was that also iMac? No, that's regular Mac Pro. Uh, that was a Mac Pro. That was yeah. super redesigned. Yeah. Uh, so this is the iMac Pro. It looks like an iMac, except it's dark. It's dark gray, which apparently a lot of people like. They sent a bunch to reviewers and to uh, social media influencers and uh, photographers, uh, people who create video. F- um, and We're social media influencers. I'm sorry. No <laughs> cake for us. You know, it comes with a black or a space gray lightning cable. Ooh. I'm just saying. First one I've ever seen. <laughs> what do you get for $5,000? Yeah. You get a... Um, uh, I think you get like an eight core processor. Eighteen core. Oh wait. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. Eighteen. Eighteen no. is uh, the that, max out. You pay more for that. Way more. <laughs> Up to I bet the eighteen core is probably what they sent to reviewers though. I don't think so. I don't think it's out till next year. Oh, that's not. Oh, okay. So they said the best you could get right now, probably. Which is like the oh, that's 10 the core experimental processor. one. Oh, good. Good. Um, you can get like up to 128 gigs of RAM. Which is like, that's not cheap right now. If anything, RAM is extremely expensive. DDR4 RAM, four terabytes of storage. But yeah. they're talking, uh, people who've used it have uh, are saying about 200, 300% speed improvements across the board. Don't forget that 5K screen. And oh. you get a 5K, it's the same 5K screen though, right? 
Like, yeah, it's but, the same price, but it's good. Uh, you right. know, no, it's, that's a, it's it's a great screen. Cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's probably not. People think of Apple as being, you know, having overpriced hardware. I don't think this is necessarily overpriced. The problem is you can't upgrade it you a- can't, at nothing. all. No RAM, no storage, not, nothing. Not even RAM. I mean, there's no no way to get in this device unless you follow the iFixit guide. Yep. Yeah. The entry level at five thousand dollars. It's eight core, one terabyte storage, and a meager thirty-two gigabytes of RAM. That's terrible for five thousand dollars. Yeah. No non-upgradable. If you want more RAM, you got to pay for the upcharge. Up now, if you want, if you want 128 gigs, I don't know. It's weird. So, but if you're if you edit 4K video, if you edit 5K video, if you edit video, you're waiting till the Mac Pro. Comes you're waiting for the new one. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, I'm not sure who who this is for. This is for YouTubers who have five thousand dollars to spend on an entry level Mac. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about YouTubers, Ooh. like the real ones, the influencers. Yeah, well, they got those for free. <laughs> they don't have to pay for theirs. Yeah. Um. Uh. One last bit of um. Apple. Uh. Just. Discussion. There's an interesting. I'm, I'm loving this app, um, this uh, raw camera app, Halid. Oh yeah, and um, it's Halid. It's not Halide. I, I don't know. I actually don't know how, to, how it's pronounced. It's it, so it shoots raw. Is what you mean by it that? It shoots raw. It saves raw photos, yeah. and uh, their UI actually I, I I like a lot. But they had a blog post talk about how they designed their UI. Is it iPhone 10 exclusive? I don't know. Because they make a big deal out of having been designed for the iPhone 10. But uh, they. Uh, they did a blog post about how they designed the for the iPhone 10 without any knowledge of what the iPhone 10 would be like, except okay. with the assumptions that it yeah. would be a full screen phone, and um, and and designing where the UI is most reachable. I'll show you a photo I took yesterday, um, in basically pitch blackness. Sick. Yeah, at the Castro Theater. Oh my wow. God! That's the organist at the That's bottom. The organist at the Castro Theater. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, you got to cool. tweet that one so our friends can I, see it. I did. I All tweeted right. yesterday. Right. You can check that out. Um, but uh, it's well worth the read. Uh, the thing I love most about how they um, m- how they promoted this app on the day the iPhone launched or uh-huh. soon after is yeah. they they um, Cinema 4D'd a fake iPhone 10 and superimposed a screen image on it and and then put a, and then faked a background. So they made it look like they were taking a picture on an iPhone 10 with their app. When that was the whole the whole promo photo yeah. was completely just basically CG'd. Okay. Yeah. All right. Did they really use Cinema 4D? Yeah. If you look, if you look is that that's what they said they used? Yeah, I'll show wow. you. It's, it's the, the last picture on on this blog post. If it's gonna load, that's what Sean Charlesworth uses for yeah. all his 3D modeling. Oh yeah. 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 Cinema 4D and a lot of Photoshop compositing. There you go. Um. All right. Moving on. Oh, San Francisco. First of all, um. Uh, tip of the hat and a shout out to uh, our dearly departed mayor Ed Lee, wow. uh, who uh, unexpectedly passed away uh, yesterday morning. Um, controversial or not, as a mayor, uh, it's he was super re- sad. I met him a handful <coughs> of times. He's a really sweet person in yeah. person, regardless of policies. And uh, you know that tree lighting that um, yes, what was that? That Will yeah. was that. I was yeah. also there with my child, and we ran into Ed Lee there. Oh, and uh, that was just last Thursday. So it's totally sad to see um, uh, to see him pass on. Yeah, and, and one of the th- reasons that his policies were controversial uh, was because uh, we in San Francisco we've had, uh, as everyone knows, an influx of technology companies, and there's definitely been some strife between locals and the new influx of, of residents and workers in the tech business and also uh, a, a growing um, you know homelessness problem and I think one incident recent incident 
that maybe encapsulates just, just how absurd this situation has gotten is uh, outside the SPCA, our local SPCA, okay. which is not too far away from here in the Mission District in San Francisco. That's the animal shelter? Animal shelter yep. and animal rescue. A, organization, a fine organization. Joey Vol- has volunteered there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have used a uh, – they have started using a robot to patrol their streets. Mm-hmm. And the robot... Does it look like RoboCop? No. It looks like TARDIS. <laughs> uh, not TARDIS, sorry. It looks like a... Um, really? Uh, like a, a, a Dalek. A Dalek. A Dalek. Right, it looks sure, like right. a Dalek. Yeah. And w- with like images of dogs on them. And uh, the robot apparently has been going up against homeless people. Uh-huh. What does that mean, going up against? Like uh, it's been har- being harassed by homeless people. Uh-huh. And um, people have thrown things at it, put tarps over it try to smudge um, bodily fluids over its cameras. Uh, but the whole point was that this robot was supposed to patrol the area, the, the, the sidewalks around the SPCA so that the employees could could walk the animals and, and walk in and out. Um, to a it, point where... Well, how did, what does it do? It alerts the authorities when it, when it senses the building of encampments. Homeless encampments on the sidewalk. When it senses them. Yeah, with radar and IR. Mm-hmm. This is so dumb. <laughs> like, who at the SPCA this thought is this was a great idea? Beyond, beyond how, 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 how this lacks empathy in every single way imaginable. Well, it's not. I mean, yes, 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 yes. But just last week, I did see, you know, a story about police officers helping when they did have to move homeless encampments. They helped them fold their tents. It was a kind thing. It was not like tickets were handed out. Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- there's well the city there's backlash against the SPCA yeah. by the city the city is going to fine the SPCA a thousand dollars a day for operating its robot without a permit on the streets oh wow it's you have property. to get a a robot permit in you this to town a, yep well it, it's uh, extension of the uh, the regulations that are being placed on delivery robots because a lot of delivery companies are experimenting what, what delivery robots well have you not seen the mission. There are delivery robots that are walking the mission that um, uh, the food delivery services are experimenting with. They'll go, f- uh, th- they have compartments with food in them, and they will walk down the sidewalk. Have you seen a robot? I've seen uh, one we, of these. The, we, we had one outside our office not too long ago, and for now they have uh, human supervision. Okay. Um, but the idea is that they will be autonomous. Yeah. And, like, I fully expect once, you know, autonomous cars become normal that these robots are also going to be a normal thing. There is one place I can see them being used, and they are being used this way, is in parking structures. That way you can like kind of patrol to make yeah. sure break-ins aren't happening, and sure. they have the ability to photograph and do that kind of stuff. Or malls. Who yeah. Is it? Who yeah. is it that we know there's a robot at the Oakland Airport? Uh, who is it that stayed at a hotel that had a robot deliver yeah. um, like toothpaste to them? UCSF um, has robots in the hospital that move drug carts around. Yeah. So there's like there's use cases that make sense. Yes. What's crazy is the manufacturer of this robot, Nightscope, I think it's what it's called. Yeah. Is they all actually rent out robots. You don't have to purchase them. Yes. And Six dollars an hour, which yeah. like their justification by the SPCA is that it was cheaper than hiring a security guard at fourteen dollars an hour. That's it's terrible. Hire someone. Hire someone who can have empathy, who like, and as opposed to this nameless robot, faceless robot. Especially given the nature of your business. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, yeah. San Francisco. Peak San Francisco. 
I don't think we've hit it. No. Every time oh. we say peak San Francisco, something else happens to make us look foolish. Um, a couple bits of Android news. Um, Android Wear gets updated to Android 8 Oreo. Are you have an Android Wear watch? Control? I do have an Android Wear watch. My watch is currently not on the list to get Ooh. upgraded to Android 8 Oreo. Do you, are you excited? Are you? Uh, is there anticipation for no. the updates? No, no, no. Android it's good Wear enough right now. T- no, it's bad. Now, what about it's aug- been bad and it's not getting much better? What about augmented reality stickers? Oh, are, are we talking? We're not talking about those actual like cameras that they debuted at uh uh at io though the ones that take photos uh these this no no this <laughs> this is cameras that cameras take photos that, yes no, no, i heard myself you're talking about the device that you're supposed to put a mountain the wall or yeah. a tree at a picnic and i'll it, recognize someone having fun did and they take call a that stickers no um uh this is um an app for your pixel or pixel 2 and basically it's like snapchat stickers except they are ar and so they will animate and interact with your scene and they've just what? launched some for Stranger Things and uh, Last Jedi. Oh, my goodness. Downloading this. Yeah, download yeah. that. No, got to test that for us, Kishore, being our resident Pixel pixel owner. Um, and then Google also uh, has three new photography apps that they're using to ex- do some experimentation. Uh, one's called Storyboard. One's called Selfissimo. Mm-hmm. And one's called Scrubbies. Right. Uh, so basically, they're... The, filters and um, mechanisms to take lots of pictures in a sequence and then frame them in a way that may be interesting if you're someone who likes taking action shots, selfies, okay. um, or uh, or short videos. Uh, are you one of those people? You're kind of one of those people. Yeah, and some of these apps are on iOS, so you, yeah. can, you can check them out as well on iOS. Um, are any of us uh, here subscribers to MoviePass? No. No? No. Um, first no. of all, you couldn't even become one because it was freaking out when I when they announced it and I was trying to sign it's, up. It's possible to sign up now. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking about it. It just feels so shady. I don't feel like you're... you're it doesn't seem right. Like How's it going to make money? Well, the theater gets the money. The theater still gets all the money. But the theaters were boycotting it. What? Why was that? I'm not sure. I don't know. It just seems so, very strange. Uh, $8 a month. You can attend the cinema unlimited times. For uh, certain films, no reserved seats, no 3D films. Uh, but MoviePass uh, released um, some statistics, some mm-hmm. data, and people are using it. And they talked about how uh, they have potentially, one of their business models is partnering with smaller films and smaller distributors to use MoviePass as a way to promote and get people to watch those small films. So, for example, uh, the Three Billboards film, which is still a limited release, uh, MoviePass tickets represented 10% of that box office for that weekend. Um, 1.7%, 1.8% of Justice League, mm-hmm. its opening weekend box office, when it made like $94 million, that was from MoviePass. So people are using it. Wow. They're Those using it for new films. Numbers. Yeah. Because well, I've yeah. never seen a person in the wild use it. How would you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, uh, at Ticket Counter, they're they have the they have the app out and they're using it as a yeah. as a wireless pay system with their you know. But we're not using the Ticket Amazon. Counter. We're all pre-buying and showing up with our ticket. A right? lot of parts of the country. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'm cu- I, I'm curious to see whether it can have a lasting impact and whether the business model can be sustained. But at eighty bucks a month, it's a pretty good deal. Um, hottest holiday gift still Nintendo Switch. 
Okay, I believe it. It's yeah. available for purchase. Like you can find. You can it. find them in stores. Yep. You can you can find the uh, you can find the, the even the SNES Mini in stores. Now I these know. Days. I That's found crazy. it. You found you got one. I I bought one. You have you opened it? No. Why why did you buy one? Because I found one. It's like found one. oh my god, it's in the yeah. wild. I gotta. I mean, I should buy it. All right. I had to make a split decision. So uh, Nintendo Switch. Nintendo announced that as of now, nine months into the release, the Switch has sold ten million units. That's nice. With a high attach rate. Um, for um, for Mario Odyssey and and, and Zelda, that's awesome. Uh, uh, there's a chart on Ars Technica uh, showing how this 10 million units in the first nine months mm-hmm. compares to other other devices. Um, so uh, the PS3, for example, um, had shipped at the same period, I believe, uh, 10 million. Same so yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, and uh, let me see. Actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. Uh, PS3 was much lower, about six million. Yeah. Oh. Anything the, for comparable in in uh, in nine months, um, the PS4 had done over that by about ten months. Had about almost 14, 14 million units. So what, it's what about pacing other, it well? Other handheld consoles. Other handheld, or what, what about other Nintendo consoles? Well, those, right? that would be them, I guess. And then there's the Wii PS, U, PSP, right? Wii U, I think, in its lifetime, had done only about 13, 14 million units. Okay, not so handheld. So we, it's going to surpass Wii U in like the next six months, easily. Easily. They're planning on shipping. Um, they're planning on shipping an additional twenty million units next year. They're going to get to thirty million units at the end of next going year. All in on the Switch. Yeah. Do you want the Switch sound effect? <laughs> you got it. Got it. <laughs> um, very nice. So, did anybody watch the Game Awards? Oh yeah, that's other thing. Yeah, um, I watched. I followed the news that came out of it. Yeah, I, me too. I, I just watched a little bit of it. But so uh, game of the year, Zelda. Well, thank well you. deserved. Like they did it right. That's mm-hmm. that's all that matters is that, that were, game won. What game was your of the fear? Year. That what what would have been the um, just that they get it wrong? I don't know. Mario. I haven't played Mario, so I can't oh. tell. I just imagine Wolfenstein? that Zelda's better. Yeah. Wolfenstein won best action game. I think well deserved. And so I haven't played it, mm-hmm. and it got kind of weird reviews. Like some people weren't nuts about it. Huh. So I'm glad to hear that it's good, and I, and I plan to play. Okay, it. I, I do plan to play that. Uh, Cuphead won a couple of awards for our prediction. Yeah, yeah, Cuphead beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, there were some beautiful games up this year. There are some games announced too. Uh, we had an announcement for um, Campo Santos next game. Um, yep. and it looks beautiful. It's is that in the Valley of Gods? Yes, is that one. Yes, another period piece. It's not due out till 2019. I think, oh, though. wow. Okay. They, Can't wait for their that. games are are totally worth it. They've only what it, made one. What, well, their game was totally <laughs> worth it. I mean, what, what about the VR thing. space? Well, there were five up, right, for the awards. Um, in ter- not, not, not announcements, but the awards were Resident Evil 7, Super Hot VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew, and Lone Echo, Echo Arena as a single title, and uh, Farpoint. Well, Lone Echo Those should were win. the five nominations. But yeah, Lone Echo should win. I would That's I, wait, the wait, best wait. game of the I year. think they should have taken out like Resident Evil, or no, take out Bridge Crew and put in like Rec Room. Oh, that would have been cool. Like some real indie thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you on that. I think we we certainly have given more thought to VR mm-hmm. than whoever their panelists are. But um, I think Will was on their panel. Was he? Maybe. Huh. Well, Resident Evil 7 won it. Uh, there you what? go. What? Which I'm kind of surprised by. Are you by. kidding me? No, I mean, it's, you know, it's by all accounts, it was a great one. Um, wow. But certainly my vote would have gone to Lone Echo. Yeah. Uh, I know Echo you, Arena especially. You, you love Super Hot VR. Mm-hmm. I think Super Hot. I wouldn't. That would. That's last year's game. 
Yeah. Late last year. I guess like the first year of motion controls and on Oculus. Bridge crew? I mean, conceptually, yeah. the first 20 minutes is mind-blowing. See, that's the one no. I would have dropped uh. immediately. I understand Resident Evil as a, as a game that has a great, that made an existing really good adventure game, yeah. horror game, better. Uh, but Bridge Crew, I don't think should We had more fun playing Rec Room than yeah. Bridge Crew. Totally. And uh, Lone Echo should have won. Word up. Eas- easily. Hands down. Lone- I think Lone Echo with Super Hot as a close second. What? What was the deal deal with that weird game trailer that came out with the guy from Walking Dead? Did you? Oh, this is a uh, Kojima's new game. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Norman, Norman Reedus, Reedus, Guillermo del Toro's in the game, as well as Mads Mikkelsen. No one knows Death Stranding. No one knows what it's about. It's it's what happens. That when was Sony one of the weirdest few minutes I spent last week. People are, was people watching hyped. that oh, trailer. Oh, that was weird. So much hype. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird as an understatement. No, that was really <laughs> trippy. And just like. Horrific in some ways. It's yeah. Kojima. Um, there was also uh, PUBG updates. Uh, the desert. Well. Yes. New map. New map. People are freaking out. It's already out, right? You can already play it. Yeah. Um, and the uh, test survey has been terrible. Overwatch though. won best ongoing game, a new category. That's weird. I like. Why it. not just like multiplayer games? Because it doesn't. You, I think that they've modeled game awards on movie awards, and you don't have best ongoing movie. Like people aren't watching the movie years later and giving it awards, but that right. happens in games. So you have. So it's not a new game this year, right? It's something that's been kept alive with DLC, and you know that the community is still very active. Why can't you just rate it as like it's basically best old game that people are still playing? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Why can't you rate it as best new content? That's mean. That's because it's not it's not old if they're reinvigorating well, best it. Best new content then. Rate the content. Mm. Right? It's not about the lasting power of StarCraft Brood War. Yeah. Like you could say that's the best old game, best ongoing game in Korea. I don't know. That's um, a little unfair too. Why though. not you rate the uh, the DLC because or the, the, the the updates? They're adjusting character traits and adding new elements to maps. You can't just like submit the new stuff. I don't know if that's that warrants a new category. I like it. Well, speaking of DLC, we also had surprised Breath of the Wild DLC was dropped that night. That was a big surprise. Link on a motorcycle. Yeah, that's kind of stupid, but <laughs> the fact that it was available that night, yeah. that was the surprise. Pretty cool. And uh, Dreams, we got, uh, dude, Dreams for the PS4. You know anything about this game? No. Do you? No. This is from Media Molecule, the guys who did Little Big Planet. Now, Little Big Planet, you think, you know, platformer, cute, nice music, and it was had this, like, mode where you could create your own levels. And people would do insane things with them. They di- went beyond what the tools were supposed to be able to do, and they ended up making entirely different genres, although it was really only supposed to make this one kind of platformer game. Well, Dreams is like they've realized what people wanted, which is just an infinite tool set, and they've al- they're allowing you to make anything you want. So now you can make the primitives. You, can, you model the shapes. You, you create the AIs. You model the characters. You rig them. You animate them. Yeah. And you everything inside mm-hmm. the PS4. Yep. And you can make not only your own stories, your own games. You can do your own sketches. You can do modeling. You can the and then there's this for the actual game. There are three chapters of an actual single player game that you play through. Mm-hmm. All of it was made in Dreams. And when I say all of it, I mean all of it. The music was composed in Dreams. Wow! All of the character animations, the interactivity, the rules, the mechanics. It's all in game. This seems like a ton of work. Yeah, to get going. You mean so, a ton for the for the player? Yeah. Well, I guess they've embraced like performance, and so most of it can be done just with a gamepad. And mm-hmm. so all of the animations and stuff is kind of marionetting. Um, and then you know, if you're making moving blocks, you actually move the controller back and forth, and then you record movements, and then mm-hmm. that replays them. And there's performance stuff for playing music on the gamepad. But if you go deeper, 
you can control actual you know mechanics like like there's a tracker with synthesizers for making music there's actual like keyframe stuff for animation are you going to be able to play other people's creations yeah it's all shareable uh, and you can awesome. you can team up so if you're good at modeling good at music good at mechanics good at level building you can make entire games so it feels to me like a game engine yeah that, and the UI is going to be interesting. Amazing. Like, it could be really disruptive if it was on the PC and you could actually make games that you could sell. I wonder what, it ha what the success will be like on the PlayStation. It would be really interesting for me to watch. Keep an eye on it. Uh, and then, uh, finally, uh, Atari has announced pricing and pre-orders for the Atari box. Any interest? How much? How yeah, much? Yeah. I like the way it looks. It looks, I think they got to look right. Absolutely. It looks like an old school Atari yep. box. Uh, I don't think they have actual pricing, but we're expecting it to be around 250 250 bucks. I think which I think is high. That's like $100 too high. Yeah. Well, you don't know what it is. Yeah. All you know is what it looks and what Well, it if it's going to play retro games, it can't just do that. It's got to do new stuff. Are you sure? Well, it says okay, it runs Linux so it can do mid-tier tier PC titles. A $5 Raspberry Pi can run Atari, Atari games. games. Yep. This has to do more. Yep. 250 bucks. I think a lot of it's not look the wood finish. The wood like finish. <laughs> <laughs> so 2018 um, is, uh, but pre-orders uh, uh, today, this Thursday. So uh, let me see if there's a, if we can go on the website and see what the actual price is. Uh, while I do that, um, want to go into Elon Shower? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Mm. Yeah. And so we enter Elon Shower. <laughs> It's a little steamy in here today. Uh, quick note, the Atari box, it can be crowdfunded yeah. to do the pre-order, and it's still not launched yet as of when we're recording this podcast. Okay. Oh. Um, so uh, Elon is $2 million richer because, or a couple of, you know, actually. More uh, than that. More than, well, yeah. Um, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, has pre-ordered 40 of his Tesla trucks. Oh, yeah. And then Pepsi was like, hold my beer, Anheuser-Busch. I'm going to order 100. Wow. Yeah. So 140 Tesla trucks pre-order. Now, 100 trucks sounds like a lot. It's not. It's not. They have a fleet of tens of thousands, 10,000 trucks, I think. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> this is definitely dipping their toes into it. No promise shipping. They have all deposited $10,000 per truck as part of the pre-order to $20,000 per truck. I, I know everyone freaked out about the Roadster being in the back of that truck. Yeah. But the legacy of that announcement is the truck. The truck is the revolutionary device. So let me ask you a question. Is the truck include the uh, just the cab or is it the cab? It's a cab. It's just the cab. It's just the cab. Hmm. Okay. Well, because those, the, 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 the compartments, the crates, they're... They're sort of standardized, yeah. unless you have, like, refrigerated ones. And then right. There's some specialized right. ones. I want to hear from truckers. If we have any truckers who listen to this podcast, hit me on Twitter, at Jareware, and tell me if you're excited about the Tesla truck. Why would they be? Because they're tech files, like, because the, you sit in the center, of, is, the center of the cab. But this is the, the, the window, step to the removal of, their, of that the whole industry. The window encompasses you? They still need to be in the cab. For now. For now. You know, this is... Be that as it may, that is inevitable. Are they excited to drive this truck? And what if their companies told them about job security in the future? Yeah. Yeah. Really curious. I'd be excited. So, about truck. I mean, wait, so you had to put $20,000 down and then the thing will cost about 150 they yeah, think. That's actually not bad. It's not bad. I mean, for big companies, 
you know, two million dollars from Pepsi is not that big of an investment if they were thinking about the future of their company. I just wonder because I always think of trucks as long range vehicles. Is like the three hundred mile range enough for these trucks? They, to well, they made it clear recharge. this is not for cross country. Like, and they sure. said, you know, according to our research, most trucking you know routes are less than a hundred miles, and mm. you can go to and fro with a single charge and mm. charge while you're unloading. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. All right. Uh, before we move on, I want to remind everyone that the uh, support for today's show comes from Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, why wait until the new year to set your plans into action? The future is coming, so make it brighter with your own Squarespace website. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers, and Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. You can showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from the look and feel to settings and the products themselves and it's all optimized for mobile right out of the box you can also tap into analytics help you grow in real time and there's nothing to install patch or upgrade ever though if you do have a question you can also ask squarespace's 24 7 customer support uh, and they're there to help they're also award-winning a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet, so make it a reality with Squarespace. Head over to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code TEST to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com with the offer code TEST. Now it's time for a moment of science. Jeremy is excited for the moment of science this week. Always. Back in 2009 in southwestern China, there was a massive landslide that actually killed about 74 people. And it was a mystery because there was no earthquake trigger. There was no what we associate with landslides, no weather effect or anything else. And some geochemists had a different idea of what actually happened. They wondered if all of the pollution in China, the renowned pollution in China, was causing acid rain and that acid rain actually ate away at the underlying rock and that contributed to the landslide. So they did some simple laboratory experiments and verified that, yes, this probably was a contributing factor. Moreover, they suggest, but there isn't a lot of evidence to this um, point yet, they suggest that what could be also happening is when those acid rain effects happen, that that rain is also delivering oxygen, nitrogen, a number of other nutrients into those rock formations, and it's usually shale, and leading to a bloom of different bacterial and microorganism growth that's eating away at components of the rock, weakening it, leading to potentially more landslides. This is actually really interesting in the sense that uh, climate, this is a new form of climate change in a sense. Like our pollution is causing erosion effects uh, in ways that we never thought before. And while it's really limited, this isn't going to, you know, reshape, you know, building policy and everything else. I thought it was functionally interesting that they were able to tie pollution from coal-fired power plants in China directly to landslide effects. So it was one of the coolest stories of the week. Two, yes. Have we got? Have you guys gotten your cholesterol tests? Like when I'm you get a physical. To. Uh, no, I, no, if no, you've no. seen Norm's eating habits after this podcast, you yeah. understand why. Totally. Uh, 
two kinds of cholesterol. There's the good cholesterol, HDL, mm-hmm. bad cholesterol, LDL, the low-density lipoproteins. Those are all protein tests to understand this sort of these lipids that are floating around your system. Mm-hmm. The idea is when LDLs, that low-density stuff, is tries to be eliminated, it can accumulate in your arteries, leading to blockages. Mm. But there was a 2009 study that looked at people that were having heart attacks uh, that came into the ER that looked at their LDL levels, and 40% of them had normal LDL levels. Not a good indicator. Not not necessarily the best indicator. And so there's a new type of test really being posited by a number of scientists called the ApoB test, which LDL is just a direct measure of how much of that um, that lipoprotein is in your system, but not the necessarily how much of that protein is like attached to cells like the kinds that would as they're being eliminated get stuck on the wall this apob test is a test as a protein test that will measure the cell accumulation of this lipoprotein a better direct measure and the test is cheap it's only twenty dollars hmm. a pop um and so the best estimates are is that that ldl test is effective in 85 percent of the patients so there's no reason not for uh, for us not to take that test but that 15 percent number that's a big number still of people because almost everyone seems to get a cholesterol test so it's interesting to think about cholesterol tests being totally upended um and us focusing on this more specific test uh going on two last stories one um at the uh uh last year during uh the the uh run-up to the u.s presidential election the French prime minister issued uh, a challenge for more uh, American climate scientists to come to France. Make the world great. Yeah, and this actually happened um, in alignment with the uh, U.S. pulling out of the Paris Agreement. And he said he would put up money for them. And there would be 1.5 million euro awards to if you're a climate scientist and you wanted to move to France. And? Today was uh, right ongoing right now is the One Climate Summit, and they announced 18 initial winners. So 18 foreign scientists, a few are based in the U.S., that are going to France uh, to pursue this. And Macron was very magnanimous in his announcement of this, let's just say, is really taking shots at, at, the, um, at U.S. policy um, when he made this announcement. I think it's just interesting policy. Are we going to see a competition for scientists? We never have competitions for scientists to to switch countries. Yeah. Be like American Idol for scientists. We're going to have a little competition. They have to stay until 2020. Yeah, they don't have to stay that long. France is nice. Yeah, it's fine. I think I, I don't. I think and 1.5 million euros is actually not that much money. Yeah, it's expensive to live there. Um, but you know that's enough money for most of these researchers to. Uh, to operate their lab for three years. Yep. Uh, last story is uh, we're all fans of Jurassic Park. Hey, what about that new trailer? Was there a new Jurassic Park trailer? <laughs> yeah, there was. No, thank you. <laughs> Jurassic World? <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. Yep. Oh, <coughs> yuck. Well, they did discover a piece of amber mm-hmm. um, that was uh, a ta- that was embedded in it is a dinosaur feather, essentially mm-hmm. a, a wing, and they found a tick in it. Oh, parasitic relationship. And so this is the first establishment of ticks actually feeding on dinosaurs. Really? And uh, well, because it's direct, direct evidence. Michael Crichton made that up? We had I mosquitoes. Guess. Oh, was that a mosquito? Yeah. Okay. Well, here we go. We got a tick. That's ticks cool. eat blood, right? D- 
Just put that needle in there. Get some dinosaurs. Dino DNA. <laughs> DNA <laughs> degrades. All right. More quickly than that. But for all those Jurassic Park lovers out there. The VR Minute. Virtual reality this week. Big release in the VR world this week. We have Bethesda not only putting out Doom VR, VFR, but Fallout 4 VR mm-hmm. out as of uh, two days ago. Oh, man, it's such a commitment, isn't it? It's a big game. I know. It's a massive game. Now, it techni- it works on Rift. People are able to run it on Rift. And some people say it actually runs better on Rift. Really? On Yep, because of the, the screen door effect. But I think that's all just because they kind of botched the launch a little bit with the default settings. There's some, mm-hmm. um, some uh, anti-aliasing and um, some um, texture rendering settings that were on by default in Fallout 4, and they've since uh, patched it, oh. and that has solved all those problems. Um, I am very excited for this because I'd never played through Fallout 4 and I've been waiting to play it on VR. Uh, some things, you know, you have your Pip-Boys. Which is cool fine. because you, yep. you actually lift your wrist up and suddenly yeah. your controller now actually maps mm-hmm. to the Pip-Boy. It's yep. neat. Yep. Uh, controls are definitely, I mean, it's a robust RPG. So uh, controls are tough because there are only so many things you have and they're still mostly buttons. Yeah. Uh, button controlled. It's um, tough because the game was not made for these controllers. Exactly. And like there are elements of the game, like for example, scopes that don't work. Because they didn't, they decided not to make the game, not to make the scopes actually uh, look throughable. Um, so, uh, but I don't know if anyone who played through Fallout Four would want to replay the game, though. I don't know if you played through Fallout Four, you'd love it, and yeah. you'd probably love to go there. Are the old games that you played through that you want to replay through in VR? Uh, well, I'm not that, and you know, I'm talking about the kids. Okay, the kids with the, the kids. time, the kids with the time. <laughs> Uh, Jason Rubin recently did an interesting interview, uh, I want to say with VR Focus, where he uh, reiterated the fact, something I think we all kind of understood, that there would be no Rift 2 in 2018. That's kind of a relief. All these people who are getting Rift for the holidays. For a great price. Yeah, Yeah, 350 bucks in some cases. Yeah. Um, And, you know, he's excited for all these games. They were doing, like, a new game every month this year. Next year will be less than that, but but maybe deeper games. Exactly. And we're all hoping for some type of MMO. That's what he said. He said his dream is to bring an MMO to the platform. Now, does that mean that they're working on one? Like mm. a native MMO, like one that's designed exclusively yeah, for VR. A VR, and th- there are that's the metaverse. There are VR MMOs out there, at least right. in beta. Yeah, but uh, not one first party. That, mm-hmm. that, that's uh, very interesting. Yep. Um, and then uh, you know, Vive Tracker came out earlier this year. We haven't seen a ton of accessories. The Vive website does have a few. One that may be notable, and I think we've talked about this before, is uh, the Hyper Blaster. Looks like an NES. Zapper. Uh, z- z- the light gun. It looks just like it. Right? Duck hunt in VR. Here we come. It's made for duck season. Oh, it's awesome. And it's expensive, 150 bucks. Does it come with the tracker? Yeah. It must. So it the tracker's at 99 bucks. So it's a $50 controller that basically only works for this game. I mean, you can use it for, <laughs> I assume you can use it for other shooters. Yeah. Playing a lot of Doom VFR recently, I'm not just not a fan of the ergonomics uh-huh. of the Vive One as a pistol. Wait, aren't you playing it on PSVR? I'm doing both. Okay. Yeah. Is there a future bits of atoms here? Build a build a weapon we could, to totally. attach to a vibe tracker. That'd be fun. Yeah, especially now we have this one. We could take this gun apart and see how 
it controls the exactly. tracker. All, I mean, the Vive Tracker has all the all, all the connections. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That you can map to all the buttons. Let's do that. Um, and then uh, back to the game awards. Um, Jobs, uh, the makers of Jobs Simulator, Owl Owl Labs. Labs, who are bought by Google, announced their next game. And maybe unsurprisingly, maybe surprisingly, it's a follow-up to Jobs Simulator, and it's called Vacation Simulator. I'm surprised by this, given yeah. that they work for Google. That they can do something that's just in its tone and spirit. Yeah. I'm sure it's not the only thing they're working on, but the follow-up. I mean, Job Simulator. Does Google have any VR headset that has track controllers? No. No. I mean, this but is. But they got to be experimenting in VR. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. Right. But given that they were hired at Google, I assume that this would be like a daydream product. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a full track controller. Same aesthetic, same same kind of future world, robots trying to relive what it looked, what humanity was like in the 21st century, and it's going on vacations. There's hey, not, literally not much more than the short teaser trailer I, they released. I love Job Simulator. Why wouldn't I love Vacation Simulator? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that does it for the VR Minute this week. Let's quickly go to what we've Testing done. this week. Hey, what have you guys been testing? Uh, I've been testing something that came out this year called the Raspberry Pi Zero W. Okay. The W stands for Wi-Fi. Oh. So they took a Raspberry Pi 3, and they got the Wi-Fi business out of that, and they put it into a Raspberry Pi Zero, which is the tiny $5 job. And I put it into, I connected to a screen um, that has 256 pixels, and I made a mini game frame, which is, you've been watching it the whole show, obviously. It's been right in front of you if you're watching the video. Uh, I 3D printed a frame for it, and it, it's, it works pretty pretty well. It's fun. The screen is, I forget what it's called, like the Pimeroni, but you can find it on Adafruit. Super easy Python library to make it display images. It's fun. I actually really like this form it's factor. adorable. Yeah. Are, you, are you planning on selling it? or No, no. I might, I might give away designs once it's, you know, if it's finished, but... It's just how much time do I want to spend like actually making the whole game frame work? Right now, it just cycles the images. Mm. But it was fun. It was fun to make. And the, the Raspberry Pi is super powerful. I love this little thing. There's, you, you can't buy these in bulk yet. They're still very... You still have to buy them one at a time? Yeah. Like Adafruit will only sell you one. Mm. And I, I like the, uh, the the actual bezel you have around this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a 3D print. Yeah, the whole th- yeah, three D printed uh, on the uh, multi material upgrade for the Prusa. So both that black and the wood grain printed at once, and the wood—it's a wood filament. Yep, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people out there may be interested in a tiny, tiny version of the game frame. Oh gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I've been testing the Raspberry Pi, and it's, it's fun. All right, uh, I've been testing these headphones. Hi-Fi Man. Um, Are those your for 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 XX by Mastrop? What's the technology? Uh, they're planar magnetic That's headphones. Uh, Patrick Norton recommended them to me. Magnets, how do they work, man? Your phone, uh, a <laughs> year ago. Uh, it, it's an old technology, and uh, they're really big drivers over a big area, which and they're they're leaky. Uh, they're no good sound isolation or no noise canceling. They're wired, but gosh darn it, they're the best headphones I owned. Gosh darn it, best nice. best sounding headphones I owned. I'm testing the Ring Doorbell Two, and I hate it. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, I got a. I, somebody came to my door while we were doing this podcast. Did you upgrade? Because you had this last week. Same thing. Did I mention it last week? Maybe not. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but you said two, so I didn't know if you. Yeah, oh, okay. it's the Ring Doorbell too. Right. It just has such inconsistent connection to Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
even when signal strength is strong. Th- so you get inconsistent video recording. Uh, doorbells. Mm. Yeah. Doorbells. Somebody's got to figure out that that technology. Uh-oh. Someone's getting, someone's getting an alarm. Oh, no. I, I think that's, I, th- I think <laughs> I think that does it for <laughs> us this week. I think that does it for us this week for this episode. Uh, next week, we'll be talking a lot about The Last Jedi, and uh, it will be our last podcast before Christmas. But I think we're going to try to do one more podcast between Christmas and New Year. So end yeah. up the wrap up the year. Some best things. Yeah. Uh, do we have an outro? From Foggin. Hi there. I didn't see you. Pass it. I want to do it with a pig now. Do it with a pig. When was that? I don't know. know. Pig. All right. What are you doing with a pig? What is happening with your phones over there? So, uh, podcast is done, but podcast is not done because we're sticking around. We're going to do some fake outtakes and special fake outtakes this week. I'm going to decrease the volume here. Good move. Good move. We're going to play some HQ trivia. That was pro. We're going to do it for, for all hey, you guys out there. You fired up. I haven't seen this game yet. And live commentary. Because it's not available. Here's on what's Android. going on. Uh, oh, oh I'm already hitting the lag. Already Why? hitting lag. I'm not even on Wi-Fi. So 216,000 oh, people right now are logged in because it's 12 p.m. noon on the day we're recording this podcast. And here's what the experience is like if you're on an Android phone or if you haven't tried Air this right now. Schedule. Oh, no. Competing over Wi-Fi. Are you on 2.4 or 5 gigahertz? <laughs> One of us should be not be on Wi-Fi. I'm going to be not on Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi signal sucks. Our Wi-Fi is really terrible in the office. So uh, here's how it works. It's an app that gives you notification when they do these trivia games twice a day. $1,500 up for grabs. And uh, we have the hopefully the audio plugged in so you can hear... The game. I don't hear anything. Well, well, it's, it's, it's my, I have no internet right now this in is, this room. This is going to be a terrible how experience. How do we have no internet? We have. <laughs> how is that possible? Did they hide the router? I mean, is it really like in a steel box or something? I, we're, we're just in a uh, really bad place in the, the office right now. I have the lag. I have three bars of LTE. So I, mean, I get your neighbors. And it's still not loading? It's, no, it's, uh, it, so it could be lag also on their HQ trivia server side. This is an ongoing problem with the service. Uh, it was started by ex-Vine founders, um, and it has kind of exploded. There's actually some controversy. They have a host that does all the Q&A, or all the, all the, all the trivia questions. Uh, Scott, right? Is that his name? I forget. No one cares. Uh, and he was almost fired. He did an interview with, um, with I want to say, Business Insider. And this is not going to work. The <laughs> founders of HQ Trivia said that take down the story or we'll fire our host. It's all good now, theoretically. Is there a way you can make that? Oh, oh, you got there. Oh, oh no. I got I, the spinning circle I also. Went on, I went on 4G, but I don't, this does not bode well. Yeah. Go on Wi-Fi. I tried. I, I, it's like, it's, you know, we need Ethernet in here and, like, share the Internet through our laptops. Mm. That's what we need. Yeah. Or some router just run around. Oh, right oh, oh Jeremy's got it. Well, the game's gonna start in a minute twenty, minute nineteen. Oh my god, I'm gonna give you the no, audio. No, it's not. It's frozen up, dude. This is not gonna work. Oh my god, game's no, starting. Stuck on a minute nineteen. That's fine. That's fine. We got this. This is horrible. We're gonna try to this make this fine. work. Game's gonna start in a minute, sixty seconds. How hard is this game? We should get Jeremy's heart rate monitor throughout the game. He has, he has the has Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. Yeah, I want to see how. Uh, I think how, he's stone how cold. You get. Oh, 
Stone Cold. Come on, come on, come on, load. Damn you, load. Uh, can you share your internet through USB? You can't do that. No. I disconnected. One-way one work. Yeah. Are you on Wi-Fi or are you on LTE? Me? Yeah. I turned on Wi-Fi, but it doesn't need to be helping. Me, me neither. I think we're going to cut this because this is not going to work. <laughs> you want me to turn on my hotspot? Yeah. <laughs> we might missed it. We, we might have missed it. Hmm. Are we too late? Well, I don't know. No, I have terrible reception in here. Wow, this is the worst outtake ever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to fill up time. Headphones connected. We're going to walk out there and they're all playing. Uh, I th we got to figure out this Wi-Fi problem. It's like it's – who knows if your connection's any good? It's just the Wi-Fi is weak. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to reposition your router. No, how come it's not working over mobile data, though? 303,000 people. Only oh, 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 it's new host. Here we go. Getting some of you paid this is not off. Scott at all. As they say, once a I'm LTE. Oh, I know that guy. Who's this guy? He's a host. Uh, Jason Silva position. is his name. He was a host on National Geographic. All right, all right let's listen He's to He's been on my we're, podcast. We're back. we're back, guys. We're going to play HQ Trivia. Try to win some big so money. Real cash money. started here. Welcome, my friends. To HQ, this is what you're here to play. Right? Isn't that Jason Silva? Live trivia game streaming on your what phone. What happened to Scott? You answer difficult questions to win cash prizes. What happened cash to prizes? You can, so, Kishore, you're on an Android phone. You're going to help. Live, how am I going to help? And I'm going to use my brain. Use That's how brain. I'm going to help. All right. Here are the rules. 12 questions, 10 seconds to tap the answer. All right. Get one wrong. We'll play it together as a team. Get them all right, and you'll win or split the cash. It is definitely Today's Jason Silva. my friends, is 1500 bucks. Pretty amazing. That's right. Nobody wins, that cash rolls 1500 bucks. That's not even game. enough. If nobody wins, it rolls over? All wow. Right. So we have all right, here we go. 315,000 players. Oh, no lag. Eric, Benji, what's up, guys? Cammy and L. Shout out Norm. Shout out Norm. Norm Chan. Norm Chan. Let's get it going. Let's Question go. one. Here we go. What is the scientific study of the nervous system? Anxiety, neuroscience. It's neuroscience. Or Scientology. Oh, it's definitely Scientology. Click Scientology. Damn, Kishore. <laughs> we can't get the first question wrong. I did brain games, so I do know that the correct answer is... Drum roll. Neuroscience. The correct answer, my friends, is neuroscience. Yes. That's right. One out of 12. AKA neurobiology. Ka-ching. neurology. We're in it. And let's see about 285,000 of you got that right. 8,000 so people said anxiety. Playing. Let's go to the next question. 4,500 people said Scientology. This is a bad right. tap. Warming it up. Getting it set up here. Turn off notifications. Next question is... As it loads, I'm more excited. <laughs> Which nice. gas is used in hot air balloons? Propane, flatulence, bovine flatulence, or, or xenon. xenon? Is it propane or xenon? It is propane. Oh, Think propane. About it Click on propane. Before you decide. Why would it be so xenon? Friends, the correct answer <laughs> is actually propane. That's right. A well, he's not. There's no jokes. He's just getting right, right. You know what? Cow flatulence. Not a terrible answer oh, here. Oh yeah. Basically saying right. methane nice work. is yep. used. And there's actually a balloon company but called Balloon. Methane is too light. It would actually seep through the balloon material. I love this commentary. The science angle to HQ trivia. Xenon. Xenon. Next question. Animals is not a source of ivory. Walrus, rhino, elk. 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 Or elk. Elk. 
Oh. So, they've installed Wi-Fi camera apps inside of the, the tusks right of the black rhino, rhino to actually track now, behavior. Hopefully, it's not the keratin, ring. The same <gasps> no, it's rhino! Nails, it or not. I've been eliminated. Let's see, about 28,000 of you got that right. Elk have ivory? They don't contain any ivory. Elks actually contain two ivory teeth. So, there you go. You oh! oh. Elk have wow. ivory teeth? That was a savage question. Which of these is Ooh. not a city Sorry. Oh, we're done. We're done. We're done. That's really disappointing. Damn it. I had a good story about cameras inside of two ivory. Barcelona is not a city in Venezuela. We would have gotten this one right. I can't believe Rhino is not a source of ivory. I don't want to play anymore. I can't believe elk have ivory teeth. I'm teasing you. Two more seconds. One more second. Wow. They'd already... So... What's it down to? I'm turning down. It was down to basically, I think... Uh, it was down to 18,000. Um, what? Did everybody choose elk? Most people chose elk. That's mean. Yeah. Damn. So that was a savage That's question. Savage. Yeah. I've turned down the audio because we're done. Uh, what, what, we're not going to listen to it. We're not going to play the rest of it. But what boggles my mind is uh, the number of players, people watching, and even when they get these hard questions and so many people are knocked out, most people continue watching because they yeah. like playing the trivia game. They want to know if they could have won. Right, that do they want to get that dopamine drop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, it's gambling. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably could have won. I feel like I'm going to get savaged over missing that rhino thing. Well, it's all no, no, public. No. It's on the podcast. You saw how many people thought it was elk. Yeah. No, but I'm a moment of science. Yeah. <laughs> sure, so embarrassed. One of the wonderful things about science is you can be wrong. <laughs> Scientists love being wrong because it means they can work on another theory. <laughs> all right, that was our attempt to play issue trivia with you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.